Good afternoon, I'm Marshall Davis. This is another pandemic devotion. I'm recording this on Easter Sunday afternoon, and we've already been to a couple of outdoor services today. Uh, we kept a social distance in both of them. One we were stayed in a car, and the other one we were a good 10 or 12 feet apart. And uh, so the resurrection of Jesus is on my, my mind. Now, the, the resurrection is at the heart of the Christian faith. Without it, there would be no Christianity. Yet I think that the resurrection is missing from a lot of Christianity. Now, I'm not saying that preachers don't preach it. Evangelicals in particular will talk about Jesus literally and physically rising from the grave and browbeat pastors who do not preach it exactly their way. But I think that the original meaning and the purpose of the resurrection is missing from a lot of Christianity, including evangelical Christianity. The resurrection of Jesus has been reduced to dogma, to a doctrine to be believed. Christians think that if they can check the resurrection off their doctrinal checklist, then that's it. But that's not it. That's not even the beginning of it. What it is really about is what the Apostle Paul meant when he wrote, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. The problem with reducing the resurrection to a belief is the same problem as all doctrinal thinking. It's all in our heads, and if there's any doctrine that should not be about what's just in our heads, it ought to be the resurrection, it ought to be about realizing it in life. Now, what does the resurrection mean? It's not as strange as this might seem to many Christians about resuscitation of dead bodies. Now, those types of resurrections are a dime a dozen in the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Gospels say that Jesus resurrected people. He, he resurrected a 12-year-old girl, the daughter of a synagogue leader named Jairus. He, he resurrected the son of the widow of Nain. Most famously, he resurrected Lazarus. The Gospel of Matthew also says that God raised lots of dead people from the grave that first Easter, not just Jesus. Listen to these verses from the Gospel of Matthew's account of the death of Jesus. It says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now that is a passage that you're not going to hear preached too much on Easter. That the New Testament teaches that there were lots of resurrected people strolling around Jerusalem on Easter. Most preachers sweep that verse under the rug because it makes Jesus' resurrection just the first of many on that Sunday. Then you have the fact that the Apostle Paul teaches that the resurrection of Jesus was not physical, but spiritual. That's another thing that most preachers will not tell you. I mentioned this briefly in my last devotion, the earliest account of the risen Christ and the only first-hand account of a resurrection appearance in the Bible was written by the Apostle Paul. Yet Paul's experience was clearly a visionary encounter 
with no physical presence of Jesus. According to the book of Acts, Paul's companions who were present at the time saw nothing. But Paul insists that that encounter with the risen Christ was no different or any less authentic than any other of the 11 disciples, original disciples experience. Furthermore, Paul gives the longest explanation of resurrection found in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, a long chapter, he talks at length about the nature of the resurrection. And Paul is adamant that resurrection is not physical. He says that the body is sown, a physical body is raised, a spiritual body. That Jesus died as a physical man but rose as a life-giving spirit. The first body is of earth, the second is celestial, one is of dust, the other is of heaven. And he shouts out near the end of the passage, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. He goes on and on making this point. You can read it for yourself. You're not going to hear that preach much on Easter either. Those are lots of things that you will not hear on these online sermons and messages that are, are out there during this pandemic year. But even these facts do not get to the most important thing about the resurrection. The most important thing about the resurrection is that all resurrections point to a deep spiritual truth. It's talking about transformation. And that is what Jesus' resurrection in particular is communicating. The stories of Jesus' resurrection are not primarily about divine CPR performed on a corpse. It is meant to wake us up from spiritual death and spiritual sleep and thereby conquer the human fear of death. Death is often called sleep in the Bible. In that story of Jesus raising Jairus' daughter, he told the people that were gathered around the house that the girl was not dead, but sleeping. And they were all laughing at him. But he was talking metaphorically about death as sleep. And his own resurrection is the most powerful metaphor of all, symbolically proclaiming the need for all people to wake up from spiritual slumber. Resurrection is about waking up. It is about spiritual awakening. As Ephesians says, Wake up, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Paul says in Romans, The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. He is calling believers to wake up. The resurrection appearances of Jesus to his disciples, including to Paul, is about awakening to the reality of Jesus' true nature and thereby our true nature. Jesus' true nature survived his physical death. The resurrection of Christ revealed who he really was even before his death. He was always the eternal one, but his disciples did not see it. They did not understand it no matter how much Jesus tried to tell them, until his resurrection appearances woke him up to this reality. Now Jesus' death on the cross is a picture of human death, the death of a man's physical and psychological nature. The, re the resurrection of Jesus is the revelation of his true spiritual eternal nature. 
that is not affected by death. The New Testament repeatedly states that we share in Christ's resurrection. In fact, that's what baptism is supposed to symbolize. That is why Paul moves so easily in 1 Corinthians about talking from the resurrection of Jesus to talking about our resurrection. They're the same. The gospel stories that insist on the physicality of the resurrection of Jesus are meant to teach us that we can know our true nature now while still physically alive. That physicality is not a hindrance. We don't have to physically die to be liberated. Eternal life is here and now. The resurrection experiences of the apostles were awakening experiences to this reality. In the resurrection of Jesus, they experienced the true nature of Christ and through Christ, we experience our true nature in the resurrection. In short, the resurrection teaches what I call unitive awareness or Christian non-duality or union with God. Jesus all but says that a night before his death when he prays. He prays for his followers, asking God that through his death and resurrection, and here I quote Jesus, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfect in one. If that is not unitive, awareness, non-duality, I don't know what is. The resurrection of Christ teaches, demonstrates, embodies, communicates, imparts, transmits, if you will, the realization of oneness with God and our oneness with Christ. That oneness is our everyday awareness if we wake up to it. The resurrection of Jesus is a trumpet sounding now and calling us to wake up. Do you hear it? This is my pandemic devotion for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for this week. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog, Spiritual Reflections, as well as a link to my books at marshalldavis.us. You can email me if you want. You can find my email address on my blog site. I hope you join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Mm-hmm.